Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a returning guest. He was on, fuck, I don't even remember what episode you were on last. Last five, five years. years. The last five years, that's right. It's Matt Gady, everyone. Hello, hello, that is me. Sorry, you... Um... I've got thoughts about today's subject, which is the wonderful Good. world of Disney's season three, episode 12, Geppetto. <laughs> I forgot. See, when, when it comes to Disney movies, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know what's a wonderful world of Disney, what's a TV movie, like what, what which one's which, because they like to change it up a little bit. Keep you on That's your toes. Right. Oh, yeah. As we're going to find out, this is more the fever dream of Disney. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, yes. See, that's part of the reason I, I chose this musical. Um, I chose the last five years because I didn't feel like it got enough recognition. Uh-huh. Um, no one really heard of it, like the movie version. Um, so I need more people to see it because it's so good. I need people to see Geppetto 2000 because I need other people to experience what I experience. So I'm not alone in this fever dream. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we'll, I'm going to put a pin in that for a hot second. Um, (laughs) So Geppetto's uh, uh, was written by David L. Stern with music and lyrics by Steve, the one and only Steven Schwartz. Uh, directed by Tom Moore, it premiered May 7th, 2000. And according to IMDb, the lonely woodcarver Geppetto gets his wish for a child of his own when granted, uh, of his own, granted when the blue fairy brings one of his marionettes to life. However, being a parent is not as easy as he had expected. Okay, so I'm glad that like, you think this is a fever dream because I was hate watching this whole thing. <laughs> I think I've seen it before because uh, some bits and bobs seem familiar, but I wrote uh, three minutes in and this movie's dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. Is it though? I, I have a special place in my heart with this. For this one um well we can get more into that well so <laughs> we start talking about the songs well okay let's uh, actually let's start talking about the songs because i really hated toys i hated everything about uh, it oh yeah 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 and i wanted to punch each one of those children i wanted is... to like stab the adults <laughs> it that is the quintessential just opening number of a tv like a lot of the songs even though it's steven schwartz were just like bad kind of kind of generic just very very generic like there was nothing truly new about them i mean the lyrics aside of toys 
I think mm-hmm. musically it was like a little complex because you had two different um, uh, themes going. You know, yeah. you had the kids it, line and then the adults line. So like, oh, I'll give him credit for that. By the end of the song, it was three with uh, oh, and the Geppettos, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll give him credit. Like that's complex and needed some thought. The lyrics were atrocious. <laughs> yeah, it. I wrote it was a mix of the Wells Fargo wagon from the Music Man, just mm-hmm. mixed with every single opening number ever. Like I, I kept watching it, and the song I want it now from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. is like same vibe in a way, but like that one, the I want it now is a, is more entertaining, and it's like this is a character study song mm-hmm. whereas this one i don't know what the fuck is happening <laughs> oh yeah it's literally just a number about toys toys um, and yeah the parents are the the kids are brats and the parents are flip-flops they they walk in and they're like make sure you don't touch this don't touch this or get this toy get this toy and they're like oh my headaches don't get that toy oh my headaches and then they're like, oh, this is so great, Geppetto. Wonderful job. But don't I, give him that toy. And that 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 me, leaves me uneasy because as a watcher, I'm just like, who is this for? Who is this movie for? Like later on when he's discovering what it's like to actually be a parent, um, I was just like, is this for new parents? Is this a kid's movie? Is this... what? Who... Who's the target audience? <laughs> mm-hmm. Any yeah, thought? Any ideas? <laughs> man, children. Well, it's Disney, so obviously yeah. they're targeting towards. They're children. trying to ever. Well, I mean, Disney kind of does. Usually tries to do a good job of target just having everyone as their target audience, uh-huh. giving stuff for both adults and children. I'm um, so I'm so happy, like Disney has failures because it makes it humanizes them <laughs> oh, i agree i agree um, uh I, I wrote down for toys disney and subtlety dot 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 yeah this is one of those like they just tried to sweep it under the rug type oh, of thing. oh yeah here <laughs> they're, they're like like the concept is interesting because you know um we know the story of pinocchio we know um like what happens basically but like to get geppetto's side of things is very it was very interesting and i Mm -hmm. feel like making it a tv movie is a hindrance to it well what did you want it to be did you want it to be like one of those gritty netflix specials that they've been coming out with like six part gritty yes geppetto yes Yes, i did well i was (laughs) i was actually using the toy ring as a drug smuggling uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. well yeah. well he's actually the villain of the story Ooh. um mm-hmm. i but, never asked for life geppetto i just wanted to stay a wooden boy a puppet so i was reading that both steve martin and robin williams turned down the role of geppetto which led disney to make it a tv movie so like i wonder if those guys would have fixed it <laughs> or what? made it entertaining I mean, I think both of them would have been great. Um, the thing that I had read is that this was originally written for 
um, Dick Van Dyke and Julie Andrews to play Geppetto and um, the Blue Fairy. But I mean, since Julie Andrews was having throat surgery, she couldn't she couldn't do it. Julie Louis Dreyfus is doing the Lord's work in this movie. Like she is trying so hard. Yeah. Um, I kind of. I, 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 I mean, I, she was always a bright ray of sunshine whenever she was on screen. Mm-hmm. I think they both did fine in the acting department. I, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. Vocally. Well, Both of them could have used some work. No, I'm going to say Julie Louis Dreyfus is a stronger uh, in the acting department because, like, Drew Carey has nonsense to say and is mm-hmm. like also flip flopping. He's like, "I'm going to be a great dad." Oh fuck, I'm now a dad. Ah, and then oh, well, I, I mean, that's that's the point of the movie is that he's he's ragging on these parents of like i could do such a better job if only i had a kid of my own i'll prove it to them and then the blue fairy's like bet (laughs) i i see you i'm gonna raise you a little bit (laughs) i'm gonna raise you (laughs) try me (laughs) i mean so like empty heart was a fine song didn't love it didn't hate it I, I could see fine. it being used. I could see it being used as like an obscure audition song. Would you use like, it as an obscure audition no, song? No. <laughs> but I'd probably use um, since I gave my heart away as an obscure. Audition oh, song. that's yeah. That's actually yeah. a better one. You are correct. Yeah. The the last song of the show of the show. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? The I last... think they actually did turn it into a stage musical. No, I think there is a stage version of it. No, <laughs> I have not done any research on it except I saw a small blurb that was like, "Hey, this is a stage musical." No, yeah, oh, no, <laughs> don't do it, everyone. Um, yeah. I yeah. this was so where did it go wrong that's what I want to know I it's the casting it's I don't know it might also be writing I it didn't help it didn't um yeah um yeah I I put the note here as well Drew Carey during Empty Heart Drew Carey his acting is fine yeah but he he could have used some voice lessons for sure and, I mean, he carries a he carries a tune. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's carrying it in the right direction is another question. But <laughs> oh, speaking of carrying things during this song, I just put, just random notes. That cat, the Figaro, Figaro. He just like picks it up, puts it down, picks it up, puts it down, picks it up, puts it down. I'm like that cat is just getting whiplash at this point. Just let it sleep. Let it be there. Let it be a cat. Choose a different prop. <laughs> Which is funny because I think the cat's real name is Figaro. Because when you you watch the ending credits, which was so happy for me, um, you know, they're like, do you carry, do you drive, blah, 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 blah. And then Figaro. And it's yeah. like, isn't that, wasn't that the name of the cat in the, like the cat's name in the movie? Yeah. I mean, it could be one of those things where it was, they adopted the cat and they're like, this doesn't really have a name. Well, let's just name it after. <laughs> or maybe that's the reason it got the job. Yeah. So um, I want to jump ahead a little bit to okay. uh, satis- Satisfaction Guaranteed, where <laughs> I was watching that 
A, it's bananas and crazy, but B, um, I was just like, is this commentary on like the foster care slash adoption systems? Exactly something I was thinking about. Just if you dive into it a little too deep, which is something that I do with every movie I watch, what's happening to those kids that this professor made that no one chose? Like, he's making mm-hmm. them for Geppetto, but then Geppetto says, no, I don't want any of them. He made, like, five kids. For Geppetto. Yeah. Are some of the families going to adopt these kids, or are they just now... Are they going back into the machine for spare parts and to be melted down into what new kids? are they? What are they? <laughs> what are they made of? Because when they start doing flips and shit, I'm just like what (laughs) that's great that you could do a cartwheel and then the parents do cartwheels and i'm like i'm sorry what's going on (laughs) a perfect town oh god i mean i did i didn't mind the addition of that because that's new because obviously this isn't pinocchio's story so they Mm -hmm. needed to like add some filler for it and also another way for drew carey's character to be like oh this is how not to be a parent Oh, yeah. No kid is actually perfect. If you get the perfect kid, they have absolutely no personality. Again, Disney and subtlety. Like, very subtle. Like a bat to the head. Um, (laughs) But, like, that that machine that they use is pure nightmare fuel. Like, uh, actually, wait, no. The donkey transformation was the one that I thought was nightmare fuel. Ah, Pleasure Island. Pleasure <laughs> Island. Where Usher? Usher, Usher. Usher also doing yeah. the Lord's work in this. That he as you could guess, he was one of the he was the best singer of the show. That's Obviously. not saying a lot, but he was. He did a fantastic job. Um also didn't realize cuz like Usher's stage name is like Beyonce. You don't really talk they don't have a last name, but actually he does. Usher Raymond. Name, Usher Raymond. I yeah. did not know that until I watched the end credit scenes. Oh, in the opening credits, yeah. I was just like, oh, Usher's in, in this? Usher's in this. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, it'll say Usher Raymond. And if you don't know, because I, I he's in She's All That, I believe. I, he, I, I looked at his IMDb. He's been on a lot of movies. Um, of course, it's always as a performer um so sometimes he gets credits for just his song being in it but yes i do believe he's in she's all that he plays like one of the jock boys and then he's Mm -hmm. like the dj at the at the prom and everything so um that's how i know of his quote-unquote stage name or film name um but yeah i was i was watching it i was just like this is what the movie like this is the tone this movie should have been the whole time because it's darker a little grittier it's all over the place and like is stromboli a villain yeah but (laughs) i mean pinocchio did sign a contract he's five days old so that's a like contract is a contract. Well, that's like saying that we should all pay our student loans because we signed a contract when we we're eighteen. 
Uh oh, I got oh. I, uh, logic prevailed. <laughs> Whoa. But I mean, like, there was a moment in um which one was it? Was it actually was it during uh since I gave my heart away? Yeah, it was that where or right before then, uh Stromboli's just like, I mean, he signed a contract. Like he the whole time he's very like forceful and very like angry about every about you know wanting Pinocchio back but Mm -hmm. like there were moments where he was just like I'm sorry like he signed a contract like I can't yeah I mean if you if you use um the alignment chart like chaotic good chaotic evil stuff like that he would be lawful evil yeah because he's using the laws like he signed a contract he's like ursula in this moment contract signed it's it's by it's right but they Ur- signed on the dotted line but unlike ursula like he i feel like usher's more the villain of the story than stromboli is oh he's definitely one of the villains and see okay so a while ago i did the um oh fuck who was in it I already forgot. It was a, it was another version of Pinocchio where um, it, it was like Liz Torres and uh, Skip Wilson were, were like villains, but not like the villain. And we had this conversation where I don't know if it's the story of Pinocchio or if it's just how they're done. I don't think there is like a singular villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there are antagonists. Mm-hmm. Is everyone but Pinocchio, in a way? And sometimes Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. I mean, since we follow Geppetto, we could honestly call him the protagonist and... Antagonist. In a way, yeah, we could call Pinocchio one of his antagonists because he's the one causing his problems. Mm, I don't even he's think... He's the one Ge- running away. I don't think anyone is a protagonist in this movie because I'm not rooting for anyone. <laughs> well, even if you're not rooting for them, they're the ones that the story is about. Oh my God. This is. You made me watch this. <laughs> I know. And now we're going to make other people watch it. On the. Join like, us. Join us. What's kind of upsetting, though, is like, I feel like Disney is trying to bury this because it's not on disney plus i had a lot of things on the whole thing's on youtube though absolutely yeah. free i mean i was just like wow you're not even on disney plus damn that burns so hard yeah and they have the disney references in there as well like the big one of course is pinocchio still sings i've got no strings uh-huh um, and then before satisfaction guaranteed, the kid is playing uh, the violin and he's playing When You Wish Upon a Star. And then they make a Jiminy Cricket reference. Mm-hmm. Even though so the, he... the references are there. Oh, I would love to see what a Jiminy Cricket looks like in this universe. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I would stop that. I'm going <laughs> to. I am morbidly curious what Jiminy Cricket looks like. Um, I did read though that the kid who plays Pinocchio, Seth Adkins, 
um, mm-hmm. voiced the character Pinocchio on Kingdom Hearts. So if anyone is play plays that game, hey, you got this version. This kid who's annoying as fuck. I guess that led to more things for him. I don't think so. <laughs> That's it. You're Pinocchio the rest of your life. Let's let's. Actually you never see. became a. Never became a real boy. Oh, he was in Titanic before this as the Slovakian three-year-old boy. Ah. Um. Oh, okay. He's been in, he's been in things, bits and bobs throughout his uh, since I mean, then. I don't think any anyone that was in this movie it killed their career. You it know wasn't. What? It wasn't that. Like the reason I found this movie is because of whose line is it anyway that has drew carey and wayne brady and they're making fun of it so much so that they were still able to get onto that show which is one of the a a huge show it's i just i so i'm on seth atkins's like imdb page and it's hilarious uh because he was on the drew carey show as Pinocchio because the Drew Carey show was happening at the same time that this movie came out. <laughs> he was in the episode What's Wrong with this episode 3, the 3rd, um which came out on March 1st, 2000. So Good title. So involving um, this movie. A mere 2 months before this movie came out, Seth Atkins premiered his Pinocchio on <gasps> Oh my god. That's amazing, and yeah, I did read. I did read that like um, since the movie, like after the movie came out on Whose Line, they like roasted it. Oh yeah, which was funny. It was Wayne Brady that I noticed roasting it the most, and he's in this movie. Yeah, he's in that one scene as yeah. an escape artist who yeah. works with uh, the Blue Fairy. And it's like what the fuck? Uh, what is it? What's yeah, he does a reprise of toys. Because uh, <laughs> that's what we needed. More of that song. Yes. Yes. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. The uh, The other thing I'm just concerned about is Stromboli okay? <laughs> like, as a person? No. He's broken. He's a broken man. But I will say... Um, and I'm probably, is it Spinner or Spiner? Brent Spinner, Spiner? Um, who is it? The, who plays Stromboli? Brent oh. Spinner. I should know that. Because he's also Data from Star Trek. <laughs> um, he That man is having the absolute time of his life. He gave his heart and soul to the every scene he is in. He is the best performance of the movie. Yes, but when he like, breaks out talking to his ventriloquist dummy, I'm just like, are you okay, sir? Like, as as a separate personality, he's talking. Which I is, is a yeah. trope in movies and, and everything. So it's just like, are you, are you like, okay? I think if you wanted to make him a sympathetic villain, it, you have to go down the rabbit hole of the reason he really wants Pinocchio is because he just wants someone else to work with. He's been on his own for so long, but the only thing he knows is puppets. So he has to have 
something like Pinocchio to bridge the gap. That got real deep. Oh. Uh, and Stromboli is played by Brent Spiner. He reminds me of Pirelli from Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Especially that first oh. song. Bravo, Stromboli. Yeah, I, you know, I could see that now that you say it. Um, but like there's other, there's other actors in this movie that it's just besides, you know, Wayne Brady and Usher that you're just like, you? Uh, for example, Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, I didn't realize that was her until the second watch, watch through. And then, I don't know, because uh, I didn't pick up on it because he's a child in this movie, but according to the credits that I see here on IMDb, the fighting kid at school is played by Anton Yelkin, who would later go on to be in the Star Trek movies with Chris Pine as... Um, a lot of Star Trek connections. Yes. Because uh, the professor in um, Satisfaction Guaranteed, he's in Star Trek Deep Space. And I feel like I saw on the trivia for IMDb, there's a fourth person that has a Star Trek. Yes, there's a fourth actor. Uh, Rene Aubergenoy. Um who, oh, that was the professor that you said. Uh, <laughs> sorry, they're saying people. Scarlett Palmers is another one who was from Star Trek Voyager. Hmm. And let's see if I could quickly find who Scarlett played. Uh, I'm going to be having so much fun editing this later. <laughs> she was just a featured performer. So maybe she was one of the kids. Possibly. I mean, she could have also been one of the adults. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, she was, okay. So Scarlett Palmer's, I think she played one of the kids who was on Star Trek Voyager as Naomi Wildman. Okay. But everyone may know her from the classic TV show Reba as Kira. Ah, gotcha. The sassy daughter. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense because I, I think I saw I think I was watching it and I saw her. I I recognized the child. I was like, I know your face. Who mm-hmm. are you? <clears throat> Somehow we have gone from Geppetto two thousand to Star Trek to Reba. Yes. This is a, all over the place and I'm Welcome. here for it. I mean, you're a performer. Oh yeah. You, you know what it's Make like. Make as many connections as you can. You could be playing the scarecrow one day, the next day you're the phantom, and then day three, you know, you're in Lend Me a Tenor. Like, what? <laughs> That's the life. That is. Bo, 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 <laughs> Oh my God. Um, oh, oh. I need to mention this. Um, so at the end, when they're in the whale, and, you know, <laughs> Pinocchio is telling boldface lies. There's a moment that it's just like we need to unpack, which is, you know, Pinocchio's trauma from school. Because mm-hmm. he calls himself like Woody Woodleson or something, some bullshit like that. Yeah. And uh Geppetto's like, where did you hear that name? And he's like, the kids call me that at school. Next joke, dad. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> 
we're gonna unpack that in therapy and <laughs> you can talk about it right after you talk about this whale that we're stuck in what? <laughs> and being turned into a donkey also what is the it is such like a writer's out of oh yeah i jumped off the boat and this magic spell disappeared so getting getting water on you is how you get rid of the donkey spell well i think because um i think they actually tried something here which was uh pinocchio did like a good deed in a way or he wasn't selfish and so Uh, maybe that's because they say that pleasure island uh all the boys there uh are are asses or turn into jackasses and like they literally turn into donkeys and so i guess you know not being selfish and thinking about somebody else over uh that's the same thing john what are you doing uh (laughs) i really hated this and i think it broke my brain uh See, you had a more like heartfelt explanation as to why. I just thought it was like, oh yeah, part of the spell is that these boys no longer bathe or take showers. Um, because like if you're if you're a kid, you're just like, I don't want to shower, I gotta play. So like they don't they start stinking. Um, and then part of the benefit of that is water breaks the spell of that. Um, but no, your explanation is much better. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. I think it's, I think it's just stupidity from even the book, mm. like the book of Pinocchio, because it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get it. They'll get it. Yeah, yeah. He's a donkey. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a, a wooden boy now. He's a he's a wood. He's back to being wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we splitting I mean, hairs here? Why are we splitting hairs? Why are we spl- he's a wooden boy to begin with. Why do we care? There's a talking cricket. There's he's a world. There's a talking cricket. There's a blue there's, fairy. There's a blue there, fairy. There's a there's a land where they just make children out of thin air. <laughs> You're right. You don't are... think about it too much. You want to walk into the ocean. <laughs> so is that you talking to yourself? Don't think about it too much. Just like I got to remind myself about that all the time. I get down <laughs> these rabbit holes, and I'm just like, I'm gonna walk into a lake. I'm just gonna. Head no, first walk into a lake. Don't do it. I know I won't do it, but God, this movie's insane. <laughs> like, like I mean, I've covered a bunch of like 80s movies where you can tell it's made by cocaine, but like I don't even know who to blame for this. Still cocaine? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. All all drugs all the time um is there any i mean is there any song beside like uh, well you said since i gave my heart away is like a sal- salvageable song that you that is like pretty decent from this is there an another good song i think um i do think that just because it's magic is actually a, a good written song um that's the duet that yeah the duet between geppetto and the blue fairy the problem was just the performance. First of all, where they perform, that is just like the quintessential TV movie set. Just like there's a random staircase that leads <laughs> to a platform that leads to another staircase. And then there's a bench that they can do things on. And then a lamppost and a bridge. Oh, Geppetto and Son, I was eye rolling the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because I was just um, like, this is this is dumb. This is really dumb. I mean, Geppetto's getting on to Pinocchio for making all these messes, but one, Geppetto's not cleaning them up either. And also, he makes a really big mess at the end when he just throws the bike down and it breaks even farther and he just leaves it there. The bike. The tricycle that Pinocchio rides at the end of that song. Yeah, and then he crashes it and then yeah but it does it's not part of the song it's like right after the song it does have one of my favorite lines from the movie and it's so dumb it's Pinocchio they wake up at the day after that song and Pinocchio goes I slept like a log Geppetto goes you are a log oh I genuinely <laughs> that I think I did like give a good chuckle with that i also laughed when uh drew carey yelled at the rooster you know where he opens the door and just goes shut up i was like hey. i think that i think drew carey's best part of performance in this was the stuff that he probably just improved himself like all the wood puns all the like being angry at other people um i actually got a good chuckle when he was trying to call for the blue fairy but trying to be inconspicuous about it he was just like going through times like blue fairy, <laughs> blue, fairy. <laughs> yeah, blue fairy losing his mind yeah i i just i just there it, it tried too hard and it didn't try at all at the same time i feel like yeah I mean, they they wrote the script and they're like well we got to do something we put all this work into it it's we can't cool. waste that five minutes it's 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 a movie because there's moving pictures with synchronized sound we're doing great everyone (laughs) you go watch it and see how you feel afterwards i may put it in the show notes just to be just to throw off everyone's youtube algorithm (laughs) uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into stripe and flat let me look through my notes real quick i know we didn't get through all the songs when i'm i'm okay with not talking about some of them (laughs) Yeah, some of them are just unneeded reprises, uh-huh. or just the super basic reprises. Um, just said, hey, we need another song here. Let's just put this in. Let's move the plot a little bit further. Um, that's the one song that we didn't talk. We've mentioned it many times, so we didn't get into it. Was since I gave my heart away. Okay, the ending song. The we okay. The most bearable song. It is, um, it is a nice, it's a, uh, I like the song because um, it's kind of like the hero's journey in a way where he's, he, you, you have to sacrifice something in order to save some, or, or in order to complete the mission in a way. Yes. And so he, uh, Geppetto is there to like sacrifice himself to, in order to save or free Pinocchio. And that was a good moment. I'll give it. I'll give the movie that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, another case of like his singing's not the best here, but I actually think Drew Carey sold this song pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it brings me to something that a director that I used to work with always said. He his belief is always that comedic actors 
make the best dramatic actors. Yes, because comedic actors know how to get into the truth of a song in of a scene because comedy is truth. So they they know how to play it dramatic as well. They know how to get into the truth of a dramatic scene as well. And like since comedy is all about timing, I feel like they know like they could be over dramatic so easily. But like because in a in like a monologue or something, um it's like okay I don't I don't know what I'm saying. I'm I'm just agreeing with you, you know. I am agreeing with you, I should yes. Where because like Robin Williams, great famed comedic actor, has given stellar like dramatic roles. I'm thinking I'm I, I haven't rewatched it in a while, but I'm thinking Patch Adams as an example. Yep. Where oh. he's very or Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. Like, mm-hmm. like they are those are top-notch performances from those two. And you know, there's probably others that I can't think of right now because my brain's not working. Thanks, Geppetto. Uh <laughs> I think it's also a thing of the dramatic like actors that are known for their dramatic stuff they typically typically the stuff they are in it's dark the entire way through which kind of just numbs the audience and kind of just there's no variation in the character and it's like there's no highs and lows but with when you bring a comedic actor into a dramatic role you still usually give them some comedic things to do some lighthearted things to do you are more sympathetic towards the character and then when they do have that emotional break, whether it is sadness, anger, or what have you, then they are, you you really feel it with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this character and I hate to see them go through any of this. So with Geppetto, we had to sit through basically like an hour and 10 minutes of bullshit in order to get to it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He had to go through the bullshit. As he well. had to go through the bullshit. But we all went. Th- we went through this journey together. <laughs> Weird, Geppetto. Weird. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we? <laughs> sharp flat. Uh, so in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. And if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it, I thought it could change. It's flat. It's a flat. It's a flat. There's, there's, there's a lot of flats for me. Um, fuck it. We're going to start with flats just because we're here already on this level. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, do you mind if I go first? Because mine are funny. Yeah. In my like, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. My first flat. Everything about the song, toys. Like, seriously, it can fuck off. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> the, lyric, the lyrics, the characters, the the choreography, quote-unquote. Like, everything can go fuck itself. I hated that song. Um, Pinocchio can fuck off, too. Uh, like See, but I, that's the point of the movie. Like I said, we are Geppetto. We're it, supposed to come and we're supposed nope. to. Okay. No, no, no. And no, no, no 
like shade to Seth Atkins, you know, as a performer, but I think, I think it, both of these instances, it's the direction and the script because like those people showed up to do work, the actors, yeah, and they did their job. So I'm not I'm, blaming them. I'm blaming the people behind the curtain. Oh, in particular, I will never blame a child actor for their bad acting because they are a child they are still learning they need even more direction even more help through it so giving them a bad script and giving them bad direction you are automatically setting them up for failure It, it like it's it would be a hard enough time even with a good director and a good script to get a phenomenal performance out of a kid just because they're they're kids and they have that right to mess up and be a kid and everyone has the right to mess up but it's like when you're an adult unfortunately a prime example of uh of great acting from children in my opinion is in jurassic park Mm -hmm. those two kids did a great job another one is a little known movie called the visitor watch it it's insane the girl in it is amazing um and then my last flat is the inconsistency of geppetto's character i felt like he was just too hot and cold or all over the place like i get it i I get it the theme of this is like the parenting is hard and it's not And also it's a like grass is always greener type scenario, but he was just too polar. Yeah. Yeah. We needed, we needed some gray. (laughs) It is. I I get it that it is a movie made for kids and adults, but the, the one part, the toys reprise when um, Geppetto is talking to Wayne Brady's character, um, the oh well if you don't want to be a magician then don't be a magician do you get it do do you get it you said it yourself geppetto you said do you do you get it disney and subtlety again and that everyone is rule of three (laughs) uh matt what were your flats my flats um well there was it was a pretty basic tv movie musical like they didn't try anything like groundbreaking with it no um yeah they didn't try like they were they were basing it on their laurels of you know pinocchio right well how about his dad mm-hmm. how about the other side of the story mm-hmm. you, you you will and then yeah it was pretty just run of the mill um Okay, so then, ca- ca- oh, you have more. You have more. Oh yeah, the, the casting of the leads. It's see, I actually shirked Julie Louis Dreyfus. I because you know what she she's trying her hardest. I mean, I think they're all trying. Yeah, but like, I feel like you know she's a, she at least made it like a character. It's not like. Not like uh, Drew Carey playing Drew Carey as Geppetto. Yeah, I it, will say I I think my favorite part of her performance was 
how petty she was at the end. Oh my god, yes. That was yeah. I didn't I didn't enjoy her like I didn't enjoy when it was like stereotypical blue fairy. I liked it when she was kind of doing her own thing of being the petty blue fairy, being the blue fairy that's not really there. She she's helping in her own way in being oh. like the bet the all right bring it on buddy you you're saying all these things i'll prove it to you like the um what i liked about her performance is that um is the exact opposite of what you just said where i mean she to me she was every time she was on screen it was a bright ray of sunshine in otherwise shitty darkness and then the other sharp i have is usher oh yeah yeah it was he gave a great performance. It was nice to see him. My my sharp casting choice was Stromboli. Oh, I I think I think he yeah like I said he gave his heart and soul into that. Um, and even though it's a it's a crazy character, he played it so well because that's what it was meant to be. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other sharps? I I think, and this is kind of a point in general, I think this whole musical was written around since I gave my heart away. Like, you know, like sometimes mm. you can find that song in a musical that it's like, this was written first and then they wrote the rest of the stuff. Like in Dear Evan Hansen, Waving Through a Window, that's what it was all kind of written around. Do and then th- they added the rest. Do you think potentially this was a song that was going to be used in another Steven Schwartz musical, but like they couldn't figure it out. So he's like, I got this song. You want to use this? You want to no, use I, this? I, I can a hundred percent sign on to that theory that he, or he just wrote it. He just wrote it. Like he didn't. Like he, it's not, it's not a, deli- a cut song from a show. It's just a song that he was like, I have this tune in my head. I need to. Yeah. I have, these words, I have this idea. I have this tune. I, wrote it because i think he did a version of his own oh like i found it on itunes it's it's not as like it it doesn't go into the sun stuff it's just kind of a generic i think it's more about a girl or Hmm. a a loved one um interesting i feel like also empty heart may have been another instance of this where it's like i got the song not as strong, it's not as strong as since I gave my heart away, but it's like, I got this. Yeah. I think Schwartz was kind of in his feels during those songs. He was like, maybe he just went through a heartbreak and then he was like, I'm going to write some stuff. And then Disney came along and was like, hey, you got anything for Pinocchio? And then three years later, Wicked came out. <laughs> Wicked out. That, that was his warm up. It's like, let me get this out of the way. Let me get a paycheck. And maybe I'll be able to. Maybe since I gave my heart away, was supposed to be in Wicked. <gasps> or oh. Empty Heart would be a perfect Tin Man song. Oh, oh, cool. oh. <laughs> Actually, both of those songs would be a perfect Tin Man song because they never really gave a song to, well, yeah, they never gave a song to uh, Bach, who became. The Tin Man. They gave spoiler! Him spoiler they gave him alert! How dare you spoil it? I was spoiling yeah, a, a musical that came out what 
almost 20 years ago yeah 17 years ago yeah well if we're including shutdown time i think it's well it's 2022 it's 19 years at this point yeah 19 yeah oh my god i did think of another sharp and then i forgot it okay bye (laughs) no more sharps bye bye no no more sharps do you have anything more do you have anything else in this section? Any other flats? Any other sharps that we didn't get get to? No. It, yeah. Uh, would you add any of the songs in this m- movie to your life's playlist? I don't think this is going to come as to any surprise to anyone listening or to you since I gave my heart away as uh, what I would add. It's... I- yeah. I think it's a good, it's a great reminder of being able to open your heart up. Um, in this case, it's about to love to people, but I think also just to opportunities as well, giving enough of yourself that you then can be fulfilled when it does come back to you. And see, I just wrote no. <laughs> forget this, forget this musical well, together. Because, I mean, I didn't like since I gave my heart away enough mm-hmm. to want to listen to it on its own out like, you know, it, like driving or whatever. Um, and that's how I treat this question where it's like, you have no visual. And so like, I think uh, Drew Carey and like some of the stuff that we've been making fun of the whole time worked very well in that number. And you, I feel like at, for me at least, I need the visual for that song. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I can just listen to it. Maybe the other version that you mentioned. Yeah, that's what I was about to suggest listening. There's a couple other versions of it. Like the the end credits scenes, I think um, it's not on the YouTube version. Um, but like when it just gets into like the credits rolling, not like the... Yeah, 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 the rolling. Yeah, yeah. I think they have a, another version of Since I Gave My Heart Away. That's done by a female singer. Ah, interesting. So, and it's really it. I think it's good. By 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 a singer, you mean? Just yes, an actual singer, an actual vocalist who can yes. do more than just carry a tune. Yes, I didn't say this earlier, but I feel like Drew Carey um, was chosen for the role because he said, "In like he came to the audition, was like." Yeah, I, I, I did. I did a musical in high school a couple times. Well, because this is whose line out at the same time. Yes, I mean, I mean, also, I mean, the fame did help, of course. Well, because I was going to well, say, on whose line he sings, or he quote unquote sings. Yeah, they have that talk singing the the hoedown at the end yeah, that the he's hoedown. usually part of, or because, like, I mean. He can carry a tune. Right. I was gonna say, would it would would Wayne Brady have maybe fixed this movie a little bit? I mean, he was in it and no. No, I mean like as Geppetto. Oh, well, that could have been interesting. Because like at this time, Wayne in Wayne Brady's career, he's not that well known. Because you know, he's really on like a lot of people know him from Who's Line, but it was he didn't yeah. do but um, other projects or was on Broadway yet. I don't I think. mean, let's just look at the pick of the like we don't even have to pick people from the <gasps> movie. 
to recast Drew Carey. I mean, like you brought up Robin Williams and um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it was it was written for Dick Van Dyke and Julie Andrews. Like those, we could have found someone else. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Hmm? If there's footage. Well, we're about to get to the socials because we're done with the episode. So, um, Matt, what do you have to plug or promote? Totally. Um, yeah, I got my Instagram, which is Matt underscore W underscore Gainey. And then my TikTok, where I do cosplay stuff and the theater stuff, is Matt.Gibster. So, um, we're recording this in early May, and Matt did a lot of star wars stuff for may the 4th hilarious y'all need to watch we'll go watch it because it's great it's some good stuff oh yeah do you have any projects or anything that you would like to um i'm uh i don't have anything to announce right now but if you look at my website matthewganey.com um i keep up to date on projects that i'm doing awesome uh and if you wanted to reach out and defend this movie go right ahead uh you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buttersongpod do you have footage of uh dick van dyke and julie andrews like doing at least a table read or something of this like i'd like to see them what wait what was the duet number uh, uh just because it's magic yeah i would love to see them perform that just 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 perform it you don't have to like do a little choreographed dance or anything just like sing it i'm good uh and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation we're going to be talking about summer stock woo yeah we're going back to like hollywood system times what up uh Matt, thank you so much for torturing me this time it was uh, a pleasure i don't even you're, I know you're coming back, and I hope it's not as torturous as this one. I don't think so. I don't even remember. Oh, I know what it is. I don't. It shouldn't be. If you like, yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. Thank you so much, Matt, for doing this. Um, of course, and, thank you for having me. And everyone, bye for now. Bye bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.